Welcome to another episode. I am V and this is the Sussex set. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> this will be a fun episode. Uh, Harry and Megan have just told us that they are going to the Jubilee. Uh, and um, reactions are mixed. So I'm definitely going to get into that as well as share my personal view on that news, as well as just a few other things that have just sort of cropped up here uh, between my last episode and this one. Most of this is going to be about the Jubilee and just just the crazy reactions to that news. So let's get into the podcast, shall we? So last week, I mentioned on the podcast, as many of us saw on Twitter, uh, that Harry would be participating in the full polo season for his Santa Barbara polo team. And of course, it's great to see him doing his thing, living his life. And one of the final weeks or weekends of the polo season happened to fall also on the Jubilee date or at at or around the Jubilee date, which I believe is June 2nd. So a little bit less than a month from now. Today is May 8th that I'm recording this podcast. So a lot of the the squaddies, the girlies, and probably myself included, just because I'm like, well, you know, we kind of will see what happens anyway. But to me, it's kind of like, oh, okay. So if he's playing the full season and they made it, you know, import, it was important enough for them to like make an announcement of that, then maybe he'll be playing that weekend too. Um, part of me was just kind of like, well, I mean, he's probably not going to put Polo, um, ahead of the Jubilee, but you know, there's a chance. <laughs> I mean, cause one could only wish, but at the same time, I have always said, I'd be surprised if Harry didn't attend the Jubilee, Harry, especially, but even as a family, especially now that the kids are old enough, I'm sure both of them are walking now. Um, I would be surprised if they didn't attend the Jubilee. So when just a week later, it was announced that Harry and Meghan are attending the Jubilee, saying they are, quote unquote, excited and honored to attend the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations this June with their children. I was not surprised. Now, I have always been team fuck them folks. Straight up. Straight up. And we talk about the royal family. I will support Harry and Meghan in not going to the Jubilee. I'll support them in making the decision to go to the Jubilee, to be honest. Um, because so much of what is going to happen is unknown. We don't know that they're going to be, you know rubbing elbows with these people as if the last five years never happened. I mean, because even just leading up to, and I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but even just leading up to the Jubilee and all of the, the different reactions that have come out, even just this weekend, we're already seeing rumblings of, oh, well, Prince William didn't want Harry on British soil. I'm sorry, what? You know, and I've always said on this podcast, Harry, you know, particularly around when the security issue uh, became public and 
it became known to everybody that Harry had been fighting this whole thing uh, since before they left, since before that Commonwealth service. And just wanting to make sure security is tight for his family, uh, just given the fact that he and Megan and probably their kids are under racist or, or have been subject to racist threats. Um, I've always been in support of Harry and making sure that his family is safe. I would imagine something like the Queen's Jubilee celebrations is going to have heavy, heavy, heavy security in place. So, you know, obviously they feel safe enough to come. But around all of the conversations around security, I have always taken the position that England, and hear me out, England is, first of all, that's Archie's birth country, right? He's a citizen of both. But, and I'd imagine Lily is too, (laughs) but um, Archie was born there. And Harry is going to want to share his country with his children, regardless of his relationship with his family. Nobody is under any illusions that he and Will are close at this point, that um, Harry is just going to allow his family to use and abuse his wife and his family. But uh, he has always had the right to share his family excuse me, to share England with his family and his children in particular, uh, because that's a birthright. So when you see an article like William doesn't want Harry on British soil, it's kind of like, A, I don't care who you are and what your bloodline is and where you are in relation to the throne. You don't have the right to say that somebody does not have the right to be there when he's just as quote unquote royal as you. So it's announced that Harry and Meghan and children are going to be at the Jubilee. Then right after that, and I don't know if this is the order that it actually happened in, but right after that, then we see statements from the BBC and other British outlets saying the queen and the the royal family is only going to allow certain members of the royal family to be on the balcony. Now, let me tell you something. A, that didn't surprise me because, you know, trying to control the narrative, that is how they survive, right? But my, I mean, whenever I talked about Harry going to the Jubilee because we always knew it was coming up, my only request from Henry was don't don't go on that balcony, baby boy. Don't do it. Don't do it. You can even go back into my tweets honey, and just search balcony. I have always said, Harry, you can't be on the balcony. You can't do it. You can't do it. Just the image of it. It just don't sit right in my spirit. Um, And some might say, some might hear that and say, well, what's the difference? It doesn't matter that he's not going to be on the balcony. He's still going to be there. I think it's something totally different. And this is where I think that Harry and Meghan are thinking way ahead but also being in a position where they just can't win. But for me, if they're going to be at the Jubilee, because I guess it's a three-day event, they can pick and choose what they want to participate in, take part in, have their children uh, engage in 
again, whether regardless of everybody's views, this is their choice, right? But as long as they didn't put, because I don't know what it is about the Jubilee. Maybe that's the big moment, girl. Maybe that's when everybody jizzes in their pants. I don't know. But as long as they didn't put those kids and themselves and particularly Megan and her children back in that position, because that's not her life. Um, then I'm pretty much okay with everything else because years from now, when people look at that moment of the Jubilee of the 70th year anniversary of Elizabeth, the longest reigning monarch in English history, when they look back at this Jubilee, they're not going to see Harry and Meghan and their kids on the balcony. They're not going to see that. And there's not going to be another Jubilee Let's just pray that there's not going to be another Jubilee. I don't know if there's one for 75 or what, but girl, let's pray. And I'm sorry <laughs> how that sounds, but child, this ought to be the grand finale. You know what I mean? This might be the warm up for the next big, you know what, you know, but I'm not wishing that on nobody, but girl, she's like 90 something. But, but my whole thing is Harry and Megan shouldn't be on the balcony. They're not going to be on the balcony. The optics of them being on the balcony with the rest of the royal family, just not good, not good, not good. And again, I know some people hear that and they say, well, what's the difference? For me, a couple of things. What the optics of them being on the balcony does is visually to the people who don't know the details or to the people who just, ran, you know, just randomly see Harry Meghan news in passing but don't really you know, they ain't really all that invested in it or what have you. It looks as if all is forgiven. That's probably not the case. But if you're on the balcony rubbing shoulders with, all, you know, um, the people who questioned your kid's skin color, um, the people who cut off your security, uh, the people who basically called you a liar when you told your own truth, that just doesn't look good. Another thing about them not appearing on the balcony is it removes opportunity from other members of the royal family to somehow, subtly or not, disrespect them in front of the world. Now, again, I totally hear you if you say, well, why even put yourself in a position to be around them to be disrespected? Because the whole time you're there... There's going to be lies, leaks. I'm pretty sure somebody's going to be trying to leak something. Um, lies, leaks, and just outright untruths. Just because you're there. Just because you're on England soil for, you know, more than a couple of days. Or maybe just a couple of days. Okay. But there's not going to be a moment. Remember, I guess the last time Megan was on the balcony, they tried to say that, uh, Harry yelled at her and they tried to actually make a news story out of a false moment. There's not going to be any opportunity for anybody to, you know, shun them in public, mistreat the kids or or be fake nice to them or to their children to somehow demonstrate and exhibit just how not racist they are, which everybody knows the truth. They are. And so much of the Harry and Meghan Jubilee news has been about this balcony appearance 
or this supposed ban from the balcony, the queen might not even be on the balcony because her, her attendance is not even confirmed yet due to her mobility issues. So, and it's important to remember that much of what you see in the run up to the Jubilee is just trash for clicks. That's really what it is. Now, that's not to say that you don't have your opinion about Harry and Meghan being in attendance at the Jubilee, whatever your opinion might be. But a lot of what you see going into it is trash. A lot of it is just people knowing that Harry and Meghan are going to be there and writing articles because this is their chance to uh, grab a, a, a little bag. Now, I wanted to go back to the article, the Daily Beast article I saw saying that William didn't want Harry to attend the Jubilee. And allow me, if I may, just to read a little snippet of this article, which demonstrates just how ridiculous this man is. Because if true, I'm wondering at what point this fucking guy or his aides and his team around him is going to realize that this type of thing is not doing him any favors. Because like, how petty are you? But Prince Willie had, quote, no desire for his brother to attend the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations in June, having feared his presence, which has finally been confirmed on Friday, could overshadow the celebrations and damage the dignity of the proceedings. Child, what dignity? But it continues, Harry's presence on British soil is not welcomed by his brother. One source said before the announcement was made that Harry will attend. Last time Harry came to the UK, William managed to be in the Alps. These things don't happen by accident. William is sick of the sight and sound of his kid brother. He doesn't want him there. End quote. Like, again, you don't get to control people's movements in and out of the country, least of all uh, your own brother. But like, how are you sick and sick and tired of the sight and sound of your brother and he don't even live in the country? Are you stalking him on social media, perhaps? Are you just seeking out any and every little piece of whatever tabloids are writing about him on a daily? What do you mean you're sick of the sight and sound of Prince Harry? He's not there. Maybe you should be focusing on the sinking ship that is the British monarchy. Maybe you should be trying to like plug some holes, my boy. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then the idea that the celebrations are somehow going to be muddied by Harry. And and again, this is why I don't, I don't fall or get mad at people who are like, well, you know, in their feelings about Harry being there in the first place, because this type of thing happens and it's going to continue to happen for the next month and probably for a month after they leave. But this is, this is who William is as a person. He's petty, he's childish, he's churlish. And He's absolutely full of rage, apparently. But what do you mean dignity? Are you talking about the dignity of like paying millions of dollars so that your son could silence a rape victim and 
after he attempted to silence other rape victims in America? That dignity? What do you mean dignity? <laughs> like the dignity of celebrating the head of a monarchy or a monarch who can't even apologize for atrocities committed by the same monarchy she represents? That dignity? Where, where, where is the dignity? Because I, I, haven't, I haven't found it. And I think something like this demonstrates that more and more as time goes on, it becomes crystal clear for really anyone who has taken a passing glance that William is the royal racist. It appears that way. Um, he is so full of hate and anger that it's almost like it should be embarrassing for him at this point. And I would I would venture to guess the the reason why the sight and sound of Harry because Harry, good thing about Harry, he is not going to be silent. Yes, he will give an interview with with Hoda and uh you know as he's putting on the Invictus games, he will give interviews and do virtual things with Serena Williams because he is the CIO of Better Up. Yes, he will, you know, talk about whatever he happens to want to talk about and it's going to make news because he's Prince Harry. Are you in your feelings, Prince William, about the fact that Hoda asked him if he missed you and he chose not to answer that question? Because I mean, like I, I wouldn't miss your ass either. Are you in your feelings that Harry didn't crawl into the hole that you wanted him to crawl in? Are you in your feelings that he's actually like truly honestly out here living the life that you wish you could down to playing polo in Santa Barbara on a regular basis where the sun shines regularly. You're sick because you are jealous. You are envious. This man has a wife he can, he can have a conversation with that he is incredibly attracted to. That ain't your narrative. <laughs> that's not the life you live in. But instead of hating your brother for finding the way to make lemonade out of the living lemons that were given to him really from birth, girl, you got everything on a silver platter and you still managed to be bitter about life. Like a literal silver platter. In fact, the silver platter of silver platters, you have that. But yet you manage to be incandescent with rage like the devil you are. And that's unfortunate. And I just got to tell you, like, if you hate the sight and sound of Harry now, just wait till he's in England. Child, you're going to be seeing Harry in your dreams. Because he's going to be on the news all the time because everybody's going to be talking about him and Meghan and his kids. Harry and Meghan, just by virtue of being Harry and Meghan, while they're in England, they're going to get all the bad press. But ironically, they're going to get all the good press too. They're going to get all the good press that William and Kate just doesn't get. That William wants so badly for himself. Harry's just going to swoop right on up in there and get it like he has done his whole life. I mean, and, and, and hear me out. 
It hasn't always been that way, especially when they were teenagers. But when Harry became a young adult, beyond the whole Las Vegas striptease era, when he joined the military and he started really getting serious about his philanthropic efforts, oh, he was he was like the golden boy. And despite what they write about him, the people that are writing it, they still have a fondness and an obsession over Harry. And that's where we see a lot of those white female writers having a bitterness and a jealousy directed at the woman that he married because they love him so much. William, you know, it's at the end of the day, you just have to take what you got and be grateful for it and try to preserve this thing that you are intent on destroying. I mean, I personally would love to see it destroyed. So I'm cheering you on in that effort. However, if you're not king, if you're not next in line, then what the fuck are you? A nobody. And when you are standing right next to your brother in people's minds, they're going to pick him 10 times out of 10 times, 100 times out of 100 times. And you just have never figured out how to reconcile that. So hate is your go-to. Well, hate is cheap and it's aging you, girl. It's aging you. Mm-mm. We see it. Mm-mm. You Humpty Dumpty, honey, because them cracks are showing. Mm-hmm. So can't get the glue. You, you're going to need to put your man back together again because the whole thing is just in shambles. And... um. It's just not a good look. It's not a good look for him. It's not a good look for the monarchy. And at the end of the day, Harry doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you can say what you want to say about him. At the end of the day, he's coming, he's going, and he's getting back to his life. While you still going to be right where you are seething. You're 40. Like, make it make sense. Because while you sitting there hating on Harry, now we getting into William copying and pasting, copying and pasting everything that Harry does. In the same way that Kate has been doing really for the last three or so years, now both of them together as a couple are trying to copy and paste the Sussexes. Did you see the article or the uh, little um, piece of news about how Will and Kate now uh, they don't want to be referred to as the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge after the Jamaican Jamaica tour and they their team went to the drawing board and now just refer to them as William and Catherine. Well, let me tell you something. Kate ain't gonna never be Catherine to me because I, I I don't care if that's her given name. I ain't never call her Catherine. It's Kate. You feel me? It's Kate. Um, and Will is Will. Fine. But Will and Kate together, because that's what people refer to them as, even um, journalistic entities, especially over here in America, girl. Because don't nobody call Kate Catherine over here. Maybe they do over there, but they don't they don't over here. Um, but Will and Kate doesn't really have the same ring as Harry and Meghan. It just doesn't. It doesn't have that uh, branding <laughs> that you're going for. And while you're trying to modernize the monarchy, you're trying to modernize at least your little slice of it. 
by having the girls call y'all Will and Kate, just like Harry and Meghan, that was one of the first things that uh, they made clear when they went on, especially over here in America, just call me Harry. Or it, they talked about it on the, the Dax Shepherd podcast. Um, just call me Megan. And people refer to them as Harry and Megan. Um, that works for them. Because remember, y'all said that they weren't royal, right? Like y'all said that the, the, the whole HRH, which they are still HRH, but they don't use it. They can't use it. Um, that works for them. But now how can you come behind that and say, well, don't refer to us as Duke and Duchess of, of Cambridge. When all of the royalist fangirls made such a stink about Harry and Meghan sh- having titles and, you know, that they should be stripped of those titles because they mean so much. You're just dropping them like that, girl. And then also, aren't the titles and the curtsying and all of that, isn't that all a part of your protocol? Isn't that like something that y'all used to like hit Megan over the head with repeatedly? And suddenly you're trying to do what they do. It's as if you think people forgot. And you think that what works for them is going to automatically work for you. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. And this is why the monarchy is failing because y'all continue to try to have it both ways. You want to be racist in private, but be seen as not racist in public. Well, what happens when you get around a bunch of black people? The racism comes out. As we saw in Jamaica, you want to be relatable now and have the people refer to you by just your first name, but you also still want the perks of being subsidized by the public for being royal or being the next in line or one of the next in line for the throne. You want to be seen as the peacemaker, but then you say this type of thing about your own brother. Like it doesn't add up. It never has added up. And I think people like Will, Kate, people within the institution are the only ones who can't see it. And this is why they're sinking like a stone. And then there was an article about how Charles thinks that Harry and Meghan could, quote unquote, hijack the Queen's Jubilee. How would they do that? Why would they do that? Why would they deliberately go in and hijack it? But you know what? I hope they do. I hope they do. Because they could just be in England doing absolutely nothing. And the press will still say they hijacked the Jubilee. Oh, well, they made it about them. No, the press is making it about Harry and Meghan. Have y'all seen, I mean, just since Friday, the types of things, the number of things that have been written about Harry and Meghan attending the Jubilee? Maybe the other royals should be more interesting. But as far as Harry and Meghan hijacking the Jubilee, I mean, I already see people talking about Netflix. Oh, well, you know, what if they bring their cameras, you know, the the uh, the aides and all of that are going to block them. They're going to be in a position to block them from recording it. Why would, why would Harry and Meghan go in there with Netflix cameras? Why would they do that? And this is what I mean. All types of nonsense just being written about them just because just because it's something to write. Um, but, you know, 
People are going to say whatever they're going to say about Harry and Meghan, whether they were there or whether they were not. So while on one hand, you know, Harry and Meghan are in a lose-lose situation, they're also in a win-win situation. They don't have to do anything other than do what they wanted to do and leave. They don't have to worry about what people think about them when they leave. They don't have to worry about what people write about them when they leave. They have a happy home to go back to regardless. What I am interested in is how William's camp and Charles's camp will leak on each other in the weeks after the Jubilee. In the weeks and months after the Jubilee, because on the other side of the weeks and months after the Jubilee is Harry's memoir. <laughs> so it's like there's going to be some real jockeying for position. And I'm not talking about on the balcony. Charles and Will are jockeying for favor from the public. Because as the queen gets closer and closer to the end of her reign, one of them want to be in the best position, right, to take the throne regardless of the order. Well, I think when Harry gets there, and not all people in England like Harry, right, or Meghan. But a lot of people are going to be reminded of how he was one of the best things about the monarchy and that he's only there for a fleeting moment and then he's gone. And then they're left with Charles and William and Andrew and the rest of the duds. Whether Andrew's working or not, he's still the one who got bailed out by the queen, by the queen and Charles. Y'all are left with a bunch of duds and flops. And that's why they're trying so hard to be more like Harry and Meghan, because we're living that that alternate court. Harry and Meghan have set up court in America. And what they do is seen and written about by people all over the world. And it's mostly positive. I think the royals know that that's what they're up against and not just temporarily, but for like forever. Their attempts to damage their reputation failed. And maybe that's why William hates the sight and sound of Harry. Because Harry represents a failure of his. You sought to destroy that man. But here he is coming to y'all grandma Jubilee. <laughs> you, you, you tried to destroy that man's life. But he came up smiling all on TV, winning awards and giving speeches and shit. They made it through your little haunted house of horrors and they're coming back to rub your face in it. And I hope they gloat. I do. I do. And I know it's not in their nature to gloat, but I hope they do it anyway. Now, the media's reaction, the British media's reaction to Harry and Meghan announcing that they were uh, going to the Jubilee you know, that announcement was official. Uh, their reaction, which is to be expected, which has sort of been what they've been doing the whole time, Harry and Meghan decided that that life wasn't for them, was to lump them in with Andrew. So it's, you, you'll you notice that a lot of these articles will have in their headline, Harry, Meghan, and Andrew are not, or Harry and Meghan and Andrew are uh, disgracing the queen. Harry and Meghan and Andrew aren't going to be on the balcony. Um, the queen has had a tough year thanks to Harry, Meghan, and Andrew. First of all, Harry and Meghan 
aren't pedophiles. They're not. They're not. Andrew is. Um, Harry and Meghan have never had criminal charges uh, or brought up against them and or been sued and held liable for violating underage children, really. Um, And we've noticed this as soon as Andrew couldn't hide from the Epstein um, case, couldn't hide from the Ghislaine Maxwell case, couldn't hide from his own case. When there was no more hiding to be done, that's when the the British media took the tack of, quote unquote, Harry, Meghan and Andrew. And it's no different with this. They announced that they're coming. Now they, they want to let it be known that Harry, Meghan and Andrew are not going to be on the balcony. You hardly ever hear them mention all of the other non-working or senior royals that are also not going to be on the balcony. Um that's really cheap, but to be expected because the tabloids are cheap and we know they have an agenda, one that matches uh, that of the royal family, which is just to taint Harry and Meghan at every possible uh, opportunity or to try to anyway. Then there was the squad reaction, <laughs> the reaction of Harry and Meghan fans. Uh, and it's been pretty mixed. It's been mixed. But one thing that is important to keep in mind is to not fault people for having their own point of view, to not fault people for for having um, feelings and strong emotions about different things that take place, um, including but not limited to their attendance at this Jubilee. Everyone is entitled to their feelings. Everyone's entitled to their point of view. And Sussex Squad is not a monolith. This ain't no indoctrination. And so it's it's really critical to allow people to express themselves. So just keep that in mind. Try to keep that in mind as we go forth, because it's going to be a lot of opinions uh, leading up to and during the Jubilee, specifically uh, in relation to Harry and Meghan from their fans. So I'll start with that. And this might be a trying time for a lot of people because you're going to see a lot of things that you agree with. And you're going to see a lot of things that you disagree with. You're going to come across a lot of people that you thought you agreed with on this particular thing and find that you disagree. But that's okay. You know what I mean? That doesn't make people bad people, you know. But also, everyone, including yourself, has a right to share what their views are. Um, And at the end of the day, let's all be reminded that we are not these people. (laughs) They're making whatever decision that they have to make for themselves, uh, for their family, for their relationship, whatever. Um, But I can only tell you what my view is as an individual. And I have said on my podcast many times that I expected Harry to go to the Jubilee I am not surprised that Megan is going to the Jubilee. It would be a little bit different if she was pregnant like she was at the time of Philip's funeral and she didn't go, she didn't travel. Um, But I would be shocked if Harry didn't go to the Jubilee. Would not have been shocked if Megan decided to stay in California, but if Harry didn't go, I just don't see it. Um, But I always thought that all things being well, in their life, that at least Harry and Meghan would go. 
I was more surprised that they are going to take their kids and not surprised in a bad way, just surprised. But hey, Archie's old enough to, you know, begin forming memories. Uh, He can look back on for the rest of his life, for better or for worse. They're going to be, their kids are going to be under their watchful eye, I'm sure. Um, And this will be the first time that they've gone that far, at least as a family, since Lily was born. And so I think that's a good thing. I personally would like to not see them, in addition to not being on the balcony, not see them in any photos with any of the royals. That might be a lot to ask. I don't want to see them in any horse carriages. I'm good on it. But if they just want to go and take part so they can say they were there, so that the history books will show that they were there, then it is what it is, you know? Even if the only thing they do is go to the church service. Cool. That's their choice. Harry and Meghan know that no matter what they do, the press and their, you know, critics are going to make it all about them anyway. They are going to say that Harry and Meghan hijacked the Jubilee just by being there. Just like they would say, that they're selfish and uncaring if they decided not to go to the Jubilee. Again, it's a no-win situation, but it's great because they don't have to care about what's being said because people are going to say whatever their echo chamber dictates. If they had stayed in Cali, they'd say that the Sussexes' non-attendance is proof that Harry's a bad grandson and they'd call Megan controlling and saying that she's keeping her kids away from Lizzie in her final years. But if they attended, which they are, we will see what's happening right now, which is they will accuse the Sussexes of making it about themselves. The press will find ways to profit off the image of their kids, which there are going to be certain events that you just won't be able to hide your kids if your kids are in attendance, like, for example, the church service. Um, But they would say that Kate or somebody, but probably Kate, is the grand peacemaker between the brothers. Every time Harry goes to England, Kate somehow is serving as a peacemaker. Or if it's not Kate, it's Charles or somebody fighting to take this this title of peacemaker. Well, you're going to see the same types of headlines recycled again just because Harry and Meghan are there. And you're probably going to see a lot of courtiers, a lot of aides trying to leak things to the press because you know they don't get paid um that doesn't make it right but you know it's just kind of like candy in front of a kid I'm sure these are things that Harry and Meghan have considered right and they will act accordingly to prevent those types of things from happening particularly leaks and or um anyone that they find problematic uh, trying to profit from the image of their children now meet myself personally I would like to see Harry and Meghan around that family at funerals and at funerals only I know Meghan is a bridge builder and likely the true peacemaker if anybody is a peacemaker it would probably be her but she's the one that they should be trying to make peace with actually um but I think Megan is a bridge builder in the sense that, as she said on Oprah, 
you know, it was really Harry's idea to leave. And she wanted to kind of try to stay there and stick it out and hope things got better. Um, I'm okay with Megan never going anywhere near those people or taking her children anywhere near those people. Because Megan will always be in a no win, like a zero win situation. Anytime she is near those people. When it's Harry without her, they try to make it as if the gang got back together. But this is the first time that we're actually about to see Megan in and around those people. Since the Commonwealth Service where she wore the green cape, cape dress. So y'all just better brace yourselves, brace yourselves and get ready. <laughs> because listen, we can't tell these people what to do. But at this stage, there's a lot that we still don't know and a lot that hasn't happened yet. Uh, they'll be in England. We know that they'll be in Windsor, probably at Frogmore Cottage. I don't imagine that there would be a lot of fraternizing with the family, especially in public, but hopefully not in private either. But Harry and Meghan, I hope, make it clear that they're there for the queen and the queen only. I, for one, am glad that Harry is meeting his goal of Harry and Meghan, likely, um, accomplishing their goal of having the queen meet Lilibet before she dies I mean that I mean if and they've always said that they hold her in high esteem if they get that chance of course they're going to take it and the jubilee just probably happens to be that chance listen that's their life and Harry has always felt some type of way about his grandmother doesn't matter that she has made some highly highly questionable choices and or lack thereof because if you know what's going on with Andrew I know you know what's going on with Harry you know and even if you didn't it was made clear once they finally left um questionable because a lot of people grandmas wouldn't stand for that I know mine wouldn't but hey it is what it is it is what it is. You know, they decided that, you know, I guess they're not holding that against her. That's their life. <laughs> I would keep saying it. That's them people life. They're, those are the choices that they have come together on. We're observers. That being said, Harry and Meghan still have the most to gain. We can already predict the types of things that would be said about them. Uh, we can already predict the type of treatment that they'll get from the family and probably the staff. Uh, the only thing that really would surprise me or really any of us would be if they somehow decided not to harass and criticize Harry and Meghan. But quite a few people think it's disrespectful of Harry to take Meghan around his rude and quite frankly racist relatives. But going with that, yes, it does put her right back in the position of being a target even if temporarily, of some of the family and the press. And not only that, but also those who seek to actually do her or her family harm. But for me, seeing Harry as disrespectful in this sense implies that Megan doesn't have a mind of her own, 
or that she had no part in the decision to actually go to the Jubilee. Again, I feel like they made that decision together. If Megan is going, clearly she thinks she can handle it. That's their life. I can't. I, I, I really, I can have an opinion on it, but it doesn't matter. You know, my opinion matters just as much as, you know, the the staunchest Megan hater, you know, which is to say not much. And she said herself, you know, she lumps the praise in with the criticism. Other people's opinions just don't factor in to what they do and where they take their children. But again, my view, my personal view is that while I don't, I, I can't fault Harry or Megan for wanting their kids to, um, I mean, technically, I guess that's their culture too. That's the, the you know, the, the queen is their great grandmother, the kids, the queen is Harry's grandmother. That's his culture. He's done that type of thing his whole life. He has the right, whether I would do it or not, he has the right to share that with his kids. Um, I personally would close the door on it. Just me, just me. But my only wish, because knowing Harry was going to, you know, knowing they were going to go, um, my only wish was that they weren't on the balcony just because of the optics. And hey, I can't complain because they're not going to be on the balcony. And on Megan, I wouldn't expect her to cower away from these people, but I also wouldn't expect her to kiss their asses either. At the end of the day, I think the royal family has the most to lose. They're already rapidly depreciating in value, as it were, after the failed Caribbean tours and after Andrew. And if the queen isn't even there, that's another thing that's really bad optics, specifically for the family. If the queen is not there, because then it gives you a glimpse of the royal family that you're going to be subsidizing. One without the queen and one without Harry and Meghan like the true modernizers Harry and Meghan are. Your balcony is going to be your future. So in that way, it works out perfectly that Harry and Meghan aren't on the balcony, especially if the queen is not even there. And if the queen isn't there, it only highlights further the dire straits that they'll all be in when she's finally gone. And the Jubilee is sort of like her last hurrah. So I'm just going to wait to see what happens. And the more the family makes this about Harry and Meghan, the less they can show their own value to the people. And the less they do that, the more they hasten their own demise. And no amount of modernizing is going to save them. And, you know, that is pretty much all I have for today. That's all I got. So... Thank you, of course, for tuning in. You know where you can find me on Twitter at Megan Mood, on Instagram at Sussex Set, on TikTok at Sussex Mood. You can find me on Patreon also just at Sussex Set. And don't fret, ladies and gents. I think Harry and Megan, they got this. Whatever they choose that's their life. <laughs> that's the people's life. I don't mean to keep saying that, but that's honestly what I feel. That is their life. And 
I I honestly know they know where their fans stand, but I don't pay their taxes. You know what I'm saying? I don't live in their head. So whatever they feel like they got to do what they want to do for their kids, for the, for themselves, that's their choice. I just know what I would do, you know, but it would have to be the Sussexes and the Cambridges and the Cornwalls all kiki and Tehean for me to side eye Harry Megan. Honestly, it would have to take that. And I hope I, <laughs> I hope I'm not speaking that into existence. But as far as I know, and it's not that we would know, but it sounds as if ain't nobody apologized to them yet. Honey, didn't I just tell y'all will say that he can't stand the sight and sound of his little brother? Supposedly. And that is not too far fetched, given all of the things we know that will and or people who are so-called good friends of will has said that he said about them i know we know the things that charles has said camilla has said their staff has said i mean let me remind you that the boy was his will his whole chief of staff gave testimony against megan right But, you know, I ain't them. <laughs> but I'm just saying it would take, as far as I know, none of those people have apologized for those things. So. Funerals only. That's that's me. <laughs> I, know I, said, I know I said that was all I had to say about it. But I obviously feel strongly, but I'm trying not to be. I'm trying not to be negative because at the same time, again, I am also of. A type of person who says, well, look, I don't know what hap has happened or what will happen because it hasn't happened yet. So I'm a wait and see type of person. But I know what I would do. If I felt like I had to go. It's just go to support the queen. But you're not going to find me in the room with some of these people. Bitch, I will go to Frogmore. I will go to church and I will go to the airport. That's me. That's me. But um, child, we gonna see. We gonna see. Find me on all my places, girl. Um, and just let me know what y'all think in the comments, honey, because it's a lot. But I, I'm, I'm still Harry and Meghan fans. You know, this didn't rub me the wrong way. It didn't surprise me. You know, whatever they decide is fine with me. And forgiveness does I'm sure at some point will play a part. But I just don't think it's going to be at this Jubilee. They're going for the queen and the queen only. That's my view. But um, yeah, child, let me let me know what y'all think. <laughs> and uh, I will catch y'all on the next one. In the meantime, definitely take care of yourselves and continue to be the light that you are. Love ya. And until next time, peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me.